Welcome to the Pigcast, your weekly media and marketing pig out. Brought to you by Prize Pig and hosted by Amanda Westfall. Welcome to the Pigcast. We haven't done one in a little while, but um, I'm really excited about today. Basically, what we're doing now is chatting with media outlets. So over the next few months, I'm going to be chatting with some really fantastic high flyers um, in the media zone to get some different perspectives on how you can access fantastic media exposure without the media spend. Now, today, I'm delighted to introduce to you Miss Mel. Do you want to take it away with your intro? Sure, Amanda. Um, my name is Melanie Withnell. I'm the Managing Director of 2SER 107.3. It's a community radio station owned by UTS and Macquarie University. Before I worked here, I was a producer of talkback shows, an executive producer of talkback shows at 2UE, 2GB and 702 ABC Sydney, or now ABC Radio Sydney. And um, my current job involves managing a mostly volunteer-run station uh, and we speak to about 130,000 people a week. Wow. Now, I loved um, booking you in and organising this chat because I'm such an FM head. Um, I can talk for days about FM radio and different competitions that they've got and, and all the, the radio presenters, but I'm just not really across where you're really strong. All the AM stuff, the community, ABC, that is just what you live and breathe, right? That's right, yeah. And it's a big, you know, people do think of FM radio, they think of the Kyle and Jackie O's. I mean, that's what a lot of people listen to, but don't discount your AM radio, um, particularly stations like 2GB, they're have a very large audience, the number one station in Sydney. They are talking to um, a very, very engaged and committed audience. And that's what I love about AM, AM radio and community radio as well is how engaged our audience is. You know, we have smaller numbers, but they're much more dedicated in terms of what they listen, why they listen, um, how long they listen for. Community radio, for example, around the country, there's about um, over 300 licensees in, in all over the country, including in some of the most remote areas of Australia. But we're speaking to over 5.1 million people every week. So it's a huge network. Um, in all the big capital cities, you've got some really, really large stations who are talking to big audiences and they're very involved in their community as well and often do lots um, with small business and also have very reasonably priced um, advertising rates. We call it sponsorship in community broadcasting, um, but it's often, you know, particularly in a regional area, it's really where your small to medium businesses are going to be actually um, advertising and reaching their listeners. So tell me about the listeners because you mentioned that they're really engaged. How does a listener to a community station or an, or an AM station differ to one that's listening to FM? Um, I just think it's in terms of the content. I don't think the listener differs so much like the person I mean there are different psychographics of course and different demographics but the type of content that in, in AM radio in Sydney for example it's talk radio content mm. so or you've got to really listen to it you know if you think about talk back you're actually asking people to be a part of your radio station and just in my experience when I've done outside broadcasts or we've had listener events you know the type of listener who will show up to um, a 702 event or a 2GB or a 2UE event or even a 2SER event is really engaged with the station. They really um, know all the presenters across the station. They listen to content. 
Um, they've, you know, in the case of community radio, they actually give us money every year to keep the station on air. We run um, donor drives and supporter drives and our listeners actually are what keeps us on air in terms of the fact that they say, yep, we love you guys, we love what you do and we're going to pay for it. Yeah. So. It's very different to FM listeners, I think, who kind of, you know, you've still got your really engaged audiences, um, but it's a lot of music content. It's not so much the talk content which people like. And to SCR, we have music as well. We have specialist music um, that people can't really get elsewhere. People have these amazing record collections and, and bring that to the audiences, but also news and current affairs, which, again, it's not really so much a background um, listen, it's more something that you've got to kind of concentrate to get the full force of the content. So that's why I think there's a bit of a difference. Yeah, you know? it's a huge difference because when people listen, they really are going to listen. Yeah, I think so. I mean, sometimes it's still like the story. <laughs> perfectly honest, you know, I have it on in the office all day and I go, oh, you know, that wasn't actually that interesting and I don't really <laughs> stop what I'm doing. Um, but every so often there's a story that you go, oh, that really impacts me and I'll stop what I'm doing and really listen and engage um, with that bit of content you know and we see it too in terms of the complaints we get you know or the complaints we used to get at 2GB and the ABC you know people have really listened to that story <laughs> and they can um, sort of you know quote it all back to you what they're not happy about oh so. wow that's fantastic what a great way of working out what's what, what's working on air yeah exactly now you mentioned content there um, obviously the content is substantially different FM I think you've got about 45 seconds to throw something out yep. um, whereas you guys delve a little deeper how is it how could a, a small business kind of pitch a story to be content well I think it's about the story you know it produces even volunteers you know my guys are, are journalism students or they're people who are here um, doing it as a hobby and they can just smell an ad, you know. So I think when you ring up, and this goes for the ABC as well, when you want to get a story on air, you've got to have a story to tell. So it's not just about, you know, I've invented this great product and it can do X, Y, Z for you. That's an ad, you know. It's about saying um, this is the story of our company, this is the unique journey that we've been on, or this is the store, a problem that we've solved. You know, this is the, the story. And it's really hard to find that often for products, but I believe every person has one. Um, and, you know, you've got to sort of really identify what that is and pitch that. It's um, hard too because people are so involved in their own businesses and what is news to them? Like uh, we've got a new store opening or a new website launch or we've just brought on this new product to our online store. Like that's epic for them and they're sending out e-newsletters to their community and that's their story. And then when they pitch it, you guys go, oh. Yeah, not interesting. I mean, I think there's an example of one we did the other day comes to mind, which we did run as a story. Um, so obviously everyone in Sydney is talking about the property market and property prices. Yeah. We actually did an interview with a tech startup called Brick X, okay. which is about buying. So you don't, you're sort of investing in buying a brick of a house, if you imagine, and not buying the whole house. So it's a way for Sounds people cheaper. to... Yeah, it's cheaper so you can buy shares in the house the way you'd buy shares in a company. I think that's that's how it works. I'm sorry to um, if I've got it wrong. But as a story, you know, that is a really new innovative way for people to get involved in the property market. And the way we approached the story um, was about the fact of, you know, where did the idea come from and how does it work in the regulatory sense? You know, how do people band together and buy 
a property? You know, how does it work? So that was kind of the angle, not just like, oh, if you're looking to buy property and you can't do it, you can do this, you know. So it's not actually doing it like an ad. And it's interesting because it's new, like the brick concepts I haven't heard of before. So that's fun. But if you launch just a, a property app or a website or you did property cinema uh, seminars and you are a real estate agent, like that's just not going to cut it. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like I've I've opened a new real estate agency. Okay, great. Where's the story in? <laughs> yeah, you know, like in a story. But in terms of like, are you doing something different? Are you approaching it in a different way? Are you focusing on a different type of? Um, is it about social housing, affordable housing? I don't know. Like, what is the angle? Yeah, and then give it your best pitch. And I think too about the don't underestimate the personal stories. You know, when we did, I was at the ABC. We did a small business segment every fortnight, and we looked for the stories that were about how did people come up with the idea, what made them go into being an entrepreneur. You know, people like you, Amanda, who, you know, see a problem and want to solve it with their business, Mm. you know, that kind of story. And I think to be aware that when you're doing that interview, don't make it an ad. You know, I had so many examples when we had an author on at the ABC for a book to talk and, you know, basically they're coming on to talk about their book so it could be seen as an ad for their book, right, and ABC doesn't run ads. So we want to talk about the story behind the book and we want to get some of the information and tell us what you've learned. And we had one woman come on, I'll never forget this interview, it was a train wreck. We said um, it was a book about babies. Mm -hmm. Um, So people rang in, we said, look, call in with your question. You know, she was quite a famous author. And she just said, oh, the answer to that question is in my book in Chapter 3. Oh, and she, what a terrible interview. Where are you going to go with that? Yeah, so we just actually stopped the interview oh. because it was like, yeah, cheers, thanks a lot um, because we're not there to sell your book. We're there to give that information to our listeners. Oh, so, that's a, such a, a big point because when people are pitching, they're only thinking about what they need out of it, yeah? So I need to sell more products. I'm going to get more PR. I need to sell my service. I'm going to contact these guys because they can tell everyone about us. But for that, it's it's just not about that for you guys not and it's about what and me as a producer my question is always what is in it for the listener yeah so what are you going to bring to my program and contribute to my program that in turn is going to contribute to my listener so if you've got something that's real like great advice or you know obviously be careful about advice because you know it is quite tricky to do for some types of businesses but if you've got like helpful hints or you've got like, you know, look at the morning shows. They'll do a fashion segment. You know, if you've got a boutique, maybe you could be, like, doing the style for this um, this season or whatever. You know, what can you bring to the listener um, or the viewer that is interesting for them? Don't make it about you. As a producer, you know, how many pitches are you getting from small businesses? How Do they contact you often? Not many. It tends to go through. It's a PR agency. Yeah. Um, but I must admit, if someone calls, if someone was to call me about their own product, then I would be more inclined to actually have the conversation with them because they're the talent I'm going to ultimately speak. So it's a bit of a pre, what we call a pre-interview. Mm-hmm. It means that I'm actually listening to, say, the founder of the business yeah. and I can ask them some questions and I can see, well, maybe this person does have a story to tell for my listeners that's interesting. You know, maybe there's something there that we could talk about and I'll start to kind of you know, ask you certain questions that might get you to relax and stop sort of trying to pitch me your business yeah. and let's talk about you and what you're doing and let's see what's interesting because ultimately the person I want to have on air, I want to be like a primary 
source maker. You know, I want it to be the person who is the expert who knows about the business. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So I think people yeah, are scared yeah, of it. I mean. When um, I had the same thing when I was at Nova, no one, I think only once or twice a small business called the promotions department and was like, hey, I've got this cool product I want you to give away. Um, yeah. It just it never happened. It always came from PR agencies and, and I felt when that call came through a couple of times, I was really inclined to support them because I was like, good on you for, for trying and yeah. doing something new. It sounds like you kind of got the same attitude. Oh, exactly. And, you know, don't be afraid to ring. You know, often PR, there's good and bad PRs and you've got, PRs that you have a relationship with and they're much better at getting things over the line but you know just you can do it yourself you know you can ring around there's nothing to be lost by you doing it if you really want to get your business out there and you think there's a story and I will say listen to the program particularly talk stations that's great advice have a listen before you give it a ring so listen to them for a week yep see the kind of segments that they do think oh you know this actually would really this presenter's really interested in this so why don't we you know, why don't I give them a call? Or this presenter will never do it. You know, listen to the different kind of radio stations out there and think, well, my business might fit in with this segment or they might be interested in this and then approach them and never call during the show. Always call after the show or in the case of drive, you know, early in the morning. Like be aware that they have deadlines. They're under a lot of pressure, um, you know, and like a call and an email, you know, every um, radio station has an email that you can contact and, um, you know, send them a pitch as well and then follow up with, an, with a phone call or, um, you know, whatever you can do to sort of get in front of them. And don't just call once and then leave a message and go, oh, they never called me back. Yeah, people do that and go, oh, because they're nervous to do it in the first place. They're nervous and then that's their validation that they were silly and shouldn't have done it because they didn't get a call no. back. Oh, exactly. But, look, we're so busy and um, just keep ringing, you know. Don't just talk. But, you know, just a couple of rings, um, leaving a message, trying different times too. You might have called at a time when they're out for lunch or maybe their message bank doesn't work. How do they know who to call? Who was it that you contacted? Um, So you can call. So if you do a bit of Googling, you just find the producer. So you don't want to call Ray Hadley direct, but you (laughs) want to find Ray Hadley's producer. Um, And so you can generally find that person or the name of that person on their webpage or you can actually contact the main switch and asked to be put through to the show. You know, definitely the ABC, for example, it's a public, you know, institution. So they're very transparent in terms of being able to ring through and you can get the main number and you can ring through and, and ask to speak to that team and they'll put you through. So um, just not during, generally not during the show, but afterwards um, or before you can get in contact with them quite easily. And also Facebook, don't discount social media. You know, everyone's all over these platforms and it's really easy for you to get in contact with them. Facebook and Twitter as well. Yeah, okay, great. Now, um, when I've spoken to so many small businesses who have done a new product or wanting to get PR and they go, I know what I'll do, I'll send out heaps of presents, heaps of stock of this new product um, to the announcers and wait because they're going to talk about it. Does that work? Um, Sometimes, sometimes, yes, sometimes no. So I think, um, you know, everyone's really aware that they get sent all of this stuff and unless it's actually something they're interested in, they're probably not going to talk about it on air. So like what you said, Um, do research on each announcer and each show first? Yeah, exactly. But also too, like they know that you're giving them free product to get them to talk about it on air. So often they'll go, you should really buy advertising. (laughs) Yep. You know, you're 
actually depriving money from the station. I mean, if they really think it's cool, they will talk about it's it. It's got to be super different though. Like it's got to be something really cool for them to chat about. Otherwise, if it's just something pedestrian like jeans. Yeah, yeah or relevant to them. So when people um, – so I had a friend who was an announcer and he was getting married and so he was talking about his wedding on air and he was getting sent wedding-related things or people that have a baby or someone in the production team's having a baby and you send baby stuff. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, but – Listen to what they're interested in. I mean, we used to get it to you all the time because we would talk about um, food. It was I did a night show, so we were often hungry and we'd be talking <laughs> about the fact we were hungry and people would deliver us food and then we would talk about the food on there just because it was delicious or, you know. I mean, that's a pretty obvious thing, but, you know, that can sort of happen um, in that way. I will say with the ABC, it's just there's such strong policies in regard to what they can and can't do and really, um, sorry, that's my phone, um, and not having any advertising on the station. So, you know, like they're really conscious of what is an ad. So it's just, you know, I wouldn't be just sending stuff to the ABC and getting annoyed if they don't talk about it because they have a gifts register and we have to declare any gifts that we would get. Oh, that's interesting. yeah, so if you sent in, so you send in a bottle of wine, you're a winemaker and you send me some wine, I have to declare the wine, then I can't actually talk about the wine on air, you know. So it's very tricky um, to just maintain that editorial independence of the ABC that we all, you know, love and that's why they're funded by the taxpayer. So it's just be aware that sending in stuff is not so great. Um, food, however... <laughs> used to get <laughs> that's your loophole food is the loophole food was a loophole but um even then you know we got sent some apples once and we all got to they were declared in the register we all ate the apples and then the next day there happened to be a news story about the apple industry and we were all in a quandary like <laughs> I'm gonna do the story because we ate the apples you know so people take it very seriously as they should when they're employed by the abc so don't put them in a compromising position no one wants to I be on media watch no, exactly. And my friends at the ABC will probably hate me saying this. They'll be like, no, send us the donuts. But um, I think, you know, just be aware that if you want really, what you're really wanting is for them to do a story, ring and pitch your story. It you know, sounds like the trick is, like there's a hundred ways of getting media exposure, but the best way is listen to the listen to the show, listen to the station, pick a program that you think is relevant and craft an angle that they're going to be excited about and their audience are going to be excited about and then call the producer and offer that direct yourself. Exactly. That would be my number one thing. And there's no guarantees, but that's your best bet, I think. And it sounds like that uh, that would be so much more successful than just sending out 100 presents or pitching with a press release to 100 different producers. I think you have better success rate calling one and or two and having an intimate discussion with them and crafting something specifically for them. Yeah, I do too. I think, you know, like it's great to send everything out, but you know, really, you just want that one quality story about you and your business. Yeah, cool. So, now, yeah. before you run, I want to chat with you about 2SER. Um, I think community radio is often overlooked for small business. Um, and the reason I think it should be not overlooked is because there's so many different programs that are so specific that if you're in that industry, you can really get some great airtime. So, um, I know I remember chatting with you once about how I was having trouble with a slow cook. And instead of giving me cooking advice, you said to me, well, we have a show on, on to SCR and it's a butcher's program. So why don't you listen to that? Yeah. So look, we don't, um, <laughs> we don't have that one uh, currently. Oh, but, but you did. did. That's a good, like you've got something yeah. else though. Yeah. 
No, we do. So we've got a small, we have a show called On The Money, which is a national business and finance program. And they do lots of stories about business. You know, that's one of the things they look at is demystifying business and all the different angles. So they're always looking for commentators. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we, we have a lot of airtime between sort of six and 12, we run music and interviews and we are always looking for interesting stories and to cover what is happening in our community. So if you've got something that is um, got that genuine story and it's relevant to the listeners in Sydney or um, has a great unique angle. We're always interested in innovation. It's you know we're an educational radio station, mm-hmm. so innovation is a key thing that we look at. Um, we have a show called Digital Futures, which looks at the digital future, you know, and sustainable. We have a sustainability show, so it's looking for sustainability um, stories. Oh, so that kind of niche stuff, you know, we will do. Again, you've got to have a story because our guidelines are similar to the ABC in terms of you know not just doing ads um, on air, but we're looking for those stories and we're looking for real people. We want to speak to real people on air. So um, definitely get in contact. We're info at 2SER.com or go to our website, 2SER.com. It's two and then S for Sydney, E for educational, R for radio. Um, Very inventive name. And um, you can, you know, just get in contact with the the producers. Um, And, you know, and they're often starting out. It's a bit less threatening, I think, community radio because it's real people running the station and real people on air so that's quite um, advice it's a good place to start if you haven't you know before you pitch to Kyle and Jackie yeah well exactly and there's also so many community radio stations so in your city there will be you know a whole heap of them that you can get in contact with and maybe you'll find you actually if you want to actually get some radio advertising it's really reasonably priced as well the sponsorship rates and the way that we advertise is can be quite attractive to small business as well so it's definitely something to consider and it can really help to grow your audience how can people find their local community radio is there a website or something where there is a website yes there is um so the community broadcasting association of australia which is cbaa um, have a website so you can just google that and there's a list of all of the stations all around australia so they have find your local community radio station and um you can get in touch with them and yeah and see see how you go amazing well i have uh i think you've made about like 10 amazing points that i wrote down on on my list so i think everyone would have got a lot out of that because mainly i bang on about fm stuff so much that it is untapped podcast content i suppose hearing all about the community stuff is so helpful i think um there's so many different angles when you mentioned the sustainability show that you've got like even if you had a clothing store um and you were looking at just having sustainable clothing and the journey of doing that because i know i've spoken to small businesses that's really hard to do to sell stuff in australia because it's more expensive and that's quite a journey like that that's an interesting angle yeah i think so like i think anything that's a bit different you know like fine because we all think about as a business unique selling point. Yep. What is your unique selling point? That can become the angle for your story. Yep. You know, um, there's just so so many things that you think this is my unique selling point. This is what my business does that no one else does. You know, that's the start of the story. And pitch it like a story. Don't pitch it like a, I'm trying to sell clothes. Pitch it like I had this idea and then I decided to do this and then I went here and now I'm doing this and I'm the only person who's doing this and I think this would be interesting for your listeners because, really, you know. Great. And that's exactly how people need to rewind that and structure their emails exactly like that in those sections. Yes, and be, be real, be yourself, yeah. you know, because people are going to want the talent. People's passion 
is so engaging. So if you're passionate about your topic and you can be good on the radio um, and good on the phone, then that's what we want to bring to our listeners. Well, I hope that you'll be inundated from small businesses with their pictures after this big cast. Thank you very much, Amanda. Thanks, Mel.